Hello and welcome to the Franchise Marketing Show. The video or the podcast you're about to watch or listen to was recorded at the British and International Franchise Exhibition at Olympia. It was a very busy event, so there was a little bit of background noise, so it wasn't filmed in a recording studio or anything like that, but it is a really interesting conversation. Hope you enjoy it. So Andy, do you want to tell me where are you from? Where am I from? Where, uh, Business wise. Little town in Northern Ireland <laughs> many, many years ago. Uh, I'm from Platinum Wave Franchising. We are a consultancy company and we help people franchise successful businesses and then we help them find franchisees for those businesses. How did you get to be involved in franchising? A long, 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 long time ago. Many moons ago. Many moons ago. <laughs> I went to work for the wonderful British Franchise Association. Uh, with the lovely Pitt Wilkins, started getting involved with helping them deliver the seminars on like why people should be interested in franchising, uh, and then just thought it was such a fabulous idea. I knew a lovely lady called Susie McCafferty, who is, I think she's vaguely involved in franchising, <laughs> and um, we went to university together, and one day said we'd work together, uh, so we did, and she'd set up Platinum Wave, brought me in because I knew a thing or two about marketing, so I told her, and uh, that was 12 years ago, I think, 11 years ago. Okay, so quite a bit longer than I've been involved in franchising. Well, it's quality, not quantity, you'll <laughs> find. So in those 11, 12 years, Andy, what kind of changes have you seen in the industry? Wow. Uh, it feels like there's not a sector now that isn't involved in franchising. It feels like the UK's really woken up to what a brilliant business model it is. Uh, I think, like all things, we eventually go the way of the, the US, I guess. Um, but I think we're still not I'm deviating somewhat, but I, th I think we're not quite there yet. I think kids are still going through school, never he hearing about franchising. People yeah. are doing business courses and they've not heard about franchising. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's ridiculous. Um, particularly when, well, actually, I'll go back to answering your question. If you think about the BFA awards every year, everybody's getting younger and younger, particularly the franchisees, and that's, that, that's what every industry needs. If you haven't got a new yeah. supply of people coming into it, then the industry will die out. And I think it's just awesome to see, uh, like, 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds just flourish and build, like, million-pound turnover businesses. That's yeah. phenomenal. Who otherwise would be working for somebody else maybe getting put off, having their ambitions crushed, all that kind of stuff. So I think it's there are more options for people to get into. I think the banks, are, they need to lend money to somebody for them to make money. And I think they see what a safe bet franchise, not safe bet, safer bet franchising can be in the right hands. Um, and that's why it's grown. I still think it's a long way to go. We've had an awful lot of upsets. COVID was a disaster. The crash in 2007 yeah. was a disaster yeah. it's been got more since so we tend to I think franchising tends to have a really serious dip after any kind of big issues where there's sort of un a lack of faith in the economy for whatever reason um, but it always comes back because it's such a good solid idea however people are wary well it's hard to build up a war chest for most people. You know, a lot of people don't have savings as easily as maybe they used to 10, 20 years ago. So people aren't as willing to just put that all on the line. 
but yeah. they should be really thinking about it because it's a really good way to give yourself financial security going forward rather than be in somebody else's employ where it's their decision whether you turn up to work next month or not. Yeah, um, so yes, it's grown, it's grown a lot. It's got real buzz. It's got younger. It's got more diverse. There are, I mean, yeah, actually diversity is a massive thing for it because to be fair, I think people that look like me were in the vast majority <laughs> even when I started like sort of 12, 13 years ago. Um, and now there's just, yeah, everyone's involved. It's quite a welcoming kind of place. And actually, there's loads of kind of real rock star franchisors now. And actually, particularly women yeah. that are just like becoming brands in themselves, particularly yeah. in like kind of the children's sector and stuff. There's some real superstars in that. Um, I've been lucky enough to be at your EWIF sessions, Stephanie, on many occasions. And some of the stories are just, I mean, we've all had little tears shed in some of those things yeah. when you find out what's driven people to get into the businesses the hurdles they've had to jump over it's like amazing absolutely amazing yeah. we should be, we should be grabbing all those people and wheeling them around schools all over the country and getting yeah, kids really right. excited about it and creating some real positive role models for them but isn't that part of the job that you do similar to what i do in terms of marketing and telling the stories and I see what you did there very <laughs> <Thank> good thank you <laughs> um it is. Well, look, all all good marketing is storytelling, I think. Um, I agree. And there's, you know, there's sort of two ends of franchising. I think there are, you know, particularly with a lot of the food brands, the franchisees are just hugely successful business people with yeah. multiple units, multiple brands, huge resources, credible success, and. I think at that point, you don't need to really weave a great big story for them. They want to, they want something that's going to work and make money at a certain return on investment. And that's just that's business. All businesses need to make money. At the other end, you've got to tell a really good story to get somebody to go. Yeah. Right. Well, I've got a job. I've got a mortgage, and I've got you know kids and a dog and two point four whatever it is. Um, why am I going to risk that to go into business for myself? Yeah. And to make anybody to we don't want to make anybody take a leap you're not trying to fool anybody in something that doesn't suit them but you want to present them with a story where somebody they can identify with has been exactly in their shoes of going i want a yeah. bit more yeah oh i'm a brave enough to do it and you've got to paint that picture show them the story get them involved in it emotionally that there's more to this than just making money or just security they've got to love what they're doing each day and there's yeah. that does involve storytelling which a lot of people kind of Poopa as a skill or an art, uh, as you well know. Um, <laughs> but it's really, really important. And yeah. I think that you can take a look around a lot. I don't want to get in any trouble here, but on a lot of franchise portals and stuff, all doing a great job. However, if you look, and this is an, it's not actually a reflection on the portals, it's a reflection on the brands because you look at the listings and if you take away the logo quite often, you'd be like, I have no idea who I'm reading by. And then you read the next one, you're like, you signed exactly like the last yeah. one and the last one. I don't know if that's because brands spend too much time looking at the competitor and going, well, I must say that I do these things as well. And then if they're all doing that, eventually, like enough monkeys typing keyboards will end up with Shakespeare, you're going to end up with all brands signing exactly the same but for their logo. And that's, they don't all have the same story. So if they focus on the storytelling, they would have a unique 
tale to tell because they all started for a different reason. Yeah. There's always there's something there's something different about Costa to Starbucks to Cafe Nero. There's something might not yeah. be a lot, but yeah, there's something. But there is, yeah. And uh, everybody starts a business for a reason, and I think that again to kind of go back to our rock star franchise ors, you know that's that's what closes a deal is is when the mar- the marketing that we create can be absolutely fabulous and of course it always is it always but is. the closing point is when the franchisee just buys into that franchise yeah. and goes oh my god i want to be in business with you i want some of your magic dust to, to you know and that yeah. that's but that's part of the story you know and i think it's really important to weave that in otherwise it just all becomes a bit homogenous and boring yeah i think one of the biggest compliments i have had was a franchisee for one of our clients i did an interview when he joined and he was like, I thought everything I saw in the marketing was just marketing spiel, but it's not, it's the genuine story of the brand. And I was like, oh, yes. There you go, job done. So, yeah. Because they'll remember that. Exactly. Rather than a bunch of buzz- buzzwords. Yeah, exactly. It is, I mean, look, it's painful to read badly written words. Which <laughs> brings just, me to my next oh, point. Oh, here we go. Copywriter to copywriter. Yeah. Let's talk about the human element versus AI. Now, dun, we've dun, had dun. lots of conversations about this. Yeah. What's wrong with the world? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you haven't taken sides on this argument. <laughs> yet. I very much have. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I'm on a different side. I'm, I think I'm less furious at it than you. <laughs> because I, I, th- I think, just to look at it from a technology point of view, and I know we're looking specifically at copywriting, but... I think there are great uses for it. I do use AI. <gasps> hang on, hang on. Don't fall out with me yet. <laughs> not, to, not to write stuff. Okay. I use it. It's, it can be a good research tool. It can be quite good at helping you condense a lot of stuff that you've already done. However, no matter how smart the tool is, it's only good if you put good stuff into it. You can't just ask it to do, I've tried asking it to do, <laughs> can you do all my work, chat GPT for, thank you. Uh, and it turns out it can't, no. which is quite good for me, but it really, really, really can't. Uh, it's, there's, it terrified me how good it was. That's okay. for sure. And actually it just keeps getting better and better. But I do not believe, and this is not just self-preservation talking, I don't <laughs> believe it will ever completely do away with the need for copywriters just as canva sorry if my graphic designer is listening to this but <laughs> it's amazing right but I still like need canva. a graphic designer i yeah. can't there it's but it's a really 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 good tool i think that's the same with like chat gbt and and the, Can you stop the swearing, one. please? Have I sworn? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Chat GPT. Oh, that. I thought, I thought I'd actually <laughs> F-bombed you, or something. I've actually sworn, but... Um, I'll stop saying, yeah, other evil <laughs> things are available. Um, th- there's no... Uh, do you know what? I, I think the what it's going to do, more and more people are going to use it to create their listings and write their websites and use social media. Stop crying, Stephanie. It's going to be okay. <laughs> because the more people do that, the more things are going to just be the same, like yeah. I was saying about the listings. And and I've had that thought, what I said about the listings being all the same, way predates the existence of the things that we're not going to mention. <laughs> so people have always been kind of taking a lazy approach to it because I think people sort of don't value 
the copywriting enough. No. Um, they value it when they read a novel. Well, or maybe they don't. And everybody bought Dan Brown's book, didn't they? No, I think but, a, a really good, well-written novel. People yeah. do appreciate it. So it's... I think the point I'm getting to is what a human will do that's good at... that has some skill in copywriting, it's going to stand out even more than it does now. Um, because I... The, the, the evil side <laughs> is that it these tools reach out and grab what's there and I, I'm sure and somebody will correct me if I'm wrong um, it, it'll, it'll look to the information that's most widely read right yeah. so it's going to take the most popular stuff <coughs> and it's just going to keep going back to that and back yeah. to that and back to that and then it's it's almost feeding itself yeah and the worrying thing for me is like okay so at what point does that end this is just a single point of information about every subject on earth and it is now it has been written by AI so rather than it pulling from something that a human wrote or whatever but yeah I, I think the difference in style will just win out in the end because it can't I don't believe it can tell a convincing story I believe it can write a story that's convincing but it won't be real necessarily no, because only the, you've got to get the information out of the person so yeah but it's more than that it's that emotional <coughs> connection robots can't yeah. like there's no emotional connection whereas conversationally we often have an emotional connection with people that we're in conversation with and that's what good marketing that's what good copywriting yeah. is is you're in conversation with someone through the power of words completely I think well I think that's the key thing about good copywriting is that you are you've always got the reader in mind yeah and the more you know like for okay so we work in franchising we all speak to hundreds and hundreds of franchisees a year, so we know what they're looking for. So yeah. when we can write about a brand, we're telling an authentic story with them in mind. I'm sure AI will use words that it's been that it knows are that work with people, but it doesn't know that it doesn't really understand the audience, does it? No, it doesn't understand the context. Like we had this thing where someone in our like workplace. <laughs> They, they went on to AI and got it to do like a, a morning inspirational message for everyone. And the words that it randomly put together, it just randomly put words together and I'm like, you yeah. cannot collaboratively, like, it's just no. rubbish. It's horrible. However, how many times have we all looked on LinkedIn over the years? I mean, uh, and I'm, I do mean going back because probably everything that you read now on LinkedIn is, has been written by AI. <laughs> but like vomit inducing inspirational messages yeah, yeah. right <laughs> by people who are not copywriters so i don't know and people still bought into that so maybe people will still buy into this i don't i don't know i think it's it i struggle to i can almost hear adam or somebody going you're wrong about that emotional connection it does know how to do it but i just don't see how i think i can tell and i know you can as well instantly if yeah. something's been written yeah. even if you drop one ai line in there or leave it in you know you, you know, know what yeah. it is but there's and I, I honestly think <laughs> to save our to save our jobs that you know a franchise will want an honest reflection of their story told they want it they want their business opportunity to properly to stand out from somebody else and the only way i think to do that is to have a human do it and that's not a human who will read your book and then regurgitate it in 500 words but somebody that'll spend time with you and ask yeah. you the right questions about yeah. your story and actually know the right questions to ask 
because it's going to be of interest to yeah. the reader ultimately. And this is before pen's gone to paper, where fingers have gone to keys, and like that's that's where the art starts. That's where the art of the story comes from. Yeah. Asking the right questions, and it's not you don't do that just by reaching into the internet and pulling out a bunch of popular stuff. I don't know. I think you're safe enough. You've still got a job, Steph. You're all right. <laughs> what about you? Second best no, copywriter in the industry. Yeah, like. See, that's that's what I get judged on. That's you've got to be number one at Plan Away for you're out the door. So I don't know. I'll keep some work for you. You'll be fine. Thank you. Um, I, I'm not yet. Listen seriously. I'm not that worried about it. I think we can find ways to use it as marketeers as a great tool. But I've I've pushed it quite hard to see what it can do. And at the moment, who knows? further down the line but at the moment it definitely can't replicate what I'm doing if I'm smart I won't ignore it and I'll learn how I can harness it within its limitations so what I'm hearing is I'm going to let you step into the dark side <laughs> and you can just tell me I'll tell you what it's good at and what it's bad at. <laughs> yeah and it had well you were alarmed to find out that there's any good uses for it but I, <laughs> and I think you're right to be wary of it I really do I think you probably took it more seriously than I did when it raised its head. <laughs> its ugly head. Its ugly, <laughs> ugly head. Um, and I, I just didn't think it was going to be quite as, quite the thing that it is. And I'm guessing what, what we can see is just scratching the surface on what's yeah. actually waiting to happen. But, you know, it's got... Gr- listen, in terms of using it for formatting things, you know, it, it, it's good. I, I honestly think it could be... If you can write, say, a, a business plan, but you've no idea how to put it in a format that a bank wouldn't laugh at, it could probably help you do that. But if you say, uh, uh, I want to sell sandwiches, please write me a business plan, this is going to be junk. I mean, yeah. it has to be. I'm sure at some point it won't be. But all it could do is replicate somebody else's business plan. Yeah. So when you take it to the bank and it's like, what, you've invented Subway, have you? You haven't, no, exactly, <laughs> but you yeah. won't know that that's all it's done is given you yeah. Subway's business plan. So I think you can use it to your advantage, but you know, good stories start with a human, don't they? It or sometimes does. a dog or a cat. Oh, a dog or a cat. Lassie. <laughs> uh, the pink panther. The bagpuss. <laughs> I loved bagpuss. <laughs> Other pets are available. <laughs> Andy, thank you so much for talking to me, for taking time out in the exhibition. Well, I wasn't given any choice in the matter. (laughs) Thank you for doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for giving in. (laughs) My pleasure. Thanks, Steph.